you love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? This is State of My Sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the State of My Sports. That's right, this is State of My Sports, and this is episode 129. We have one heck of a football game to unpack with Michigan State's comeback win against rival Michigan. Uh, we're going to talk about what's next for both teams uh, moving forward here and briefly talk about some lines during our – I mean, I don't really want to talk lines. They don't really want to be talked about. No, but they haven't earned it. we got to at least – we'll talk a little bit about Oh, okay. It, Never I guess. mind. They earned a little. I guess. Um, but we're going to make our picks against the spread in our betting hero segment, and then we're going to grade some Michigan beer from Siciliano's Market, which today we're drinking Arvon, a couple Arvon sours here. I uh, can't go wrong with that. Oh, no. This but, is like yeah, great night. Great night setup. Yeah. Uh, before we jump into the episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors that help keep this thing rolling and free for all of our listeners. The House Brewing Company Cafe is the official brewery state in my sports. Siciliano's Market helps us pick out our craft beer from Michigan. Um, Mac Web Design helped us get our website up and running. And Betting Hero helps us and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. I'm Sam Waldhart. With me today, we got Ryan Waldhart. Um, just us, right? Just us today. Uh, I don't know, Micah. He's somebody's sick at the house. I don't know if it's yeah. from Saturday's loss. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I, I wish I could. No doubt. I wish I could have got out of it. I don't want to talk about this game. No, I'm just kidding. This is. We're gonna have a good time talking about this game. It was a heck of a football game. And yeah, would we rather Michigan win? I, I think so. I would. Um, I'm assuming our listeners, most of them, would. But I don't know. To our comments, and if, if I'm wrong. But anyways. How, how are you? You good? Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah. 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 We had a good time watching the game at the house. Yeah. I mean, you guys it's had a, a great setup out there. Yeah. Tons of people showed up. Yeah. You guys had, you know, we had a million a different chilies out yeah. there. Yeah. It was, it was great. Kids running around. I actually made everywhere. one of those chilies. Did you know that? Did you really? I did. Which one? Um, the one that I think it was all the way to the right. Oh, that's the only one I didn't have. Really? Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, I could have given it a grade, you know. Yeah, but that's I, true. But I can't now. Oh, no, next in time. Best interest, next yeah. year. Actually, next year we're not watching that at my house. <laughs> 0 2 at my house. We're going back to the hops next year where they're 1 and 0. <laughs> that's yeah, where that's, we got to be. That was totally a, true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, um, re- I mean, it, the rankings just came out, and I was trying to pull them up here on my phone. Um, but uh, off the top of my head, I don't know for the people, if, if you guys haven't seen it, I'm going to be a spoiler here. But um, it was Georgia, Alabama. Boo. Michigan State at three. Wow, good for them. They and then earned Oregon it. at four. Really, Oregon? Yeah. yeah, I was surprised by that. Okay, so the the, un- the undefeated teams that are not included in that Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Uh, where are they at? I thought it was seven. I'm, I'm number six. Right I think you said Did six I say, earlier. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Michigan's seven. Michigan's seven. Um, but I mean, what, what do you think about Michigan State being? Ohio three? State's got to be five then, right? Yeah, I think Ohio State's five, and then Cincinnati. I think, and this is all okay. off the top of my head. All right, all right. Uh, I'm going to try to pull it up here. But what do you think about Michigan State getting, oh, man, getting I think, number three? I think they've to- 
Absolutely earned it at this point. I mean, the the way they started their year, nobody had any expectations for them. They go and we we get it. Miami's not very good now, but at the time they were ranked. They you know they were coming off a tough loss, I guess. And Michigan State went and dominated. And since then, they got tripped up. Barely. I mean, they they won the game, but Nebraska was a tough win for them. And then they didn't look so hot against um, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. But man, the 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 test they had against Michigan, and we went into this into this last week. Their their weaknesses on their team are Michigan's strengths, and I thought they did an amazing job in some of those ways. Uh, but to to you know, the position they were in, down thirty to fourteen when they were, um, and they just come right back and and then hold Michigan the rest of the game to three points and dominate like they did. On the, on the comeback trail. I mean, good for them. They absolutely earned it. That was a big, big-time win. Uh, top 10 opponent. Um, everything going Michigan's way early, and then they they come back and, and get it done. Yeah, so I do have another another big name that was that was that that fell down uh, that was interesting was Oklahoma is at number eight. They're still undefeated. Still but undefeated. I, I am so happy to see them, I don't want to say punished, because obviously everything's still in front of them. They can work their way up, but like, they haven't done anything. They've looked bad in a lot of their wins. They don't have a big win that I that re, that I remember. So it's like that's what this really Texas. tells me is a yeah. I guess Texas um, could be could be Who's considered average, a big yeah. win. It isn't even in the top twenty five of this. But like yeah, if that's your only win, I mean, just because your name's Oklahoma doesn't mean you all, all of a sudden get a top four pick. I mean, they're in a spot. Yeah, they're in a better spot now. Now that they've moved on. Um, but you know they have a new quarterback and everything, and their offense looks a lot better. But I, I agree, they're you know they haven't had the impressive wins that Michigan State has, and and state this I mean this was a battle that state just had with Michigan. It's not like they played bad football; like there was yep. good football all around. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the coolest things about it is is you have two teams still in the state of Michigan there, uh, in the top seven. That's that's awesome, and what that really tells me is they really looked at that game as like, yeah, this is this is a big big game. Big game for both teams, and it wasn't. It was a great football game, and we're obviously going to dig into that a, a ton. But like, yeah, those rankings tell me th- that's exactly what Big Ten fans should want to see. Yeah, is it's not like you look at this game and all of a sudden, oh well, Michigan wasn't as good as we thought, or Michigan State got lucky, or, or whatever. Like, it's like no, both these teams went out and battled their butts off, and we're not going to punish either of them greatly for it. Well, I think you know, you look you know at I mean? yeah, you look at Michigan's worst spot too. Uh, you know, their passing game has been non-existent this year and they go out and have the massive number of yards that they had like what, 382 yards or something like that through the air. Mm. So it's not like Michigan, you know, Michigan stepped up. They they pulled some rabbits out of their hat. They played well, they executed. They they had freshmen step up, wide receiver we'll get into. Mm. Um but it it was good football. And like yeah. exactly what you said, it was good football except both teams had chances to win and and take the game, and, yeah. I, and State did it, and Michigan didn't. Yeah, and, and, and that's it, really what it comes down. Yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna get into to the game. I mean, as much as we can here, at least to start out the the episode. So let's get our, our beer introductions out of the way. Yeah, sure. And, and kind of get into that that game. It is time to introduce our Michigan beers for this episode. But before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner, Sisley Annals Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Sisley Annals Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They obviously have a great selection of craft beer. They also 
have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. Siciliano's Market also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the State of My Sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. So we've been drinking Arvon quite a bit lately. I think they've been in a, a part of the last couple episodes, and we're going to do it again today. So what, the yeah. reason why we're doing it today is because they came out with their uh, Candy Harvest, which if you guys have not had any of these uh, Candy Harvest beers, I mean, these are absolutely insane. It's Candy Harvest 21. Um, they do like their, their candy, obviously branded type type beers uh, for Halloween. Uh, and, and whatever, whenever the holiday is, they always do a really good job anyway. So uh, we're going to drink a couple of theirs. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking Sour Punch. It is a sour ale. I mean, if you look at the can for the people, it's got little Sour Patch Kids on it. So you know that that's in there. It's um, So it's a, obviously a kettle sour with strawberries, Sour Patch Kids, and lactose. So another one of their great sours. Arvon is on division here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Check out all of their stuff. But you're also drinking one of their sours too. Yeah, I am. I'm drinking uh, Caramel Apple Dream Sour Ale. Uh, 5%. I'm trying to repeat the print on this is very difficult to read so i'm going to try <laughs> try my best here but um this is obviously an ale it is a it's with caramel apple green with caramel green apple candies and lactose so very basic green yeah. apple candies the, yeah. the suckers that are amazing that's and, awesome yeah i mean the beer is how, how was the first couple steps? you know what it it's actually incredible when well I was it. so you would think it would be true arvon flavor would be would just be insane amount of flavor right yeah. away this is a really good blend of of that caramel apple taste with the beer. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it's really good. I so mean, it's not it's so as milkshakey as most of their sours. It's it, more of the it's drinks more like beer. a beer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Carrie uh, commented, and she is drinking Chronic Distortation, actually from Arvon Brewing Company. That was part of their, their Candy Harvest series as well. Um, nice to see other people getting some of their great beer, you know. Nice. So, very cool. Arvon fans. Yeah, we'll have to know how, how that one tastes. Uh, at the end of the episode, um, which we're going to get into basically right now. We're going to get into the game. Uh, but before we do get in the main topic for episode 129, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is open and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. The revamped food menu, rotating taps, wine and ciders make the hops perfect for what you have going on with the family, or whatever you have going on, from dinner with the family, late night drinks with friends, and everything in between. Should have been a Michigan-Michigan State game, but... <laughs> Maybe next year. Um, the Hops is becoming a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2021. And if you mention State of My Sports, you'll get a nice little discount off of your first beer. I think we're actually there. Are we there next week? Yeah. Second week, right? Second week of, yep. of, of each month, we're going to be at Arvon. Or not Arvon. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. The Hops. <laughs> the Hops. We will be at The Hops. Um, so we'll... Uh, have have a good time there. So yeah, let's get right into the game. And we want to know what people, what other people thought about the game, because obviously you can have different thoughts than us and different opinions. It was just such a great football game. Uh, Michigan State outscores Michigan fifteen to three in the fourth quarter to complete a, the sixteen point comeback and win thirty seven thirty three in one of the best overall Michigan Michigan State games I can personally remember. Uh, Michigan played well through the air with Cade going twenty eight to forty four for three hundred and eighty three yards and two touchdowns and one interception uh, that iced the game for Michigan State. Uh, well, Michigan State was led by Kenneth Walker on the ground with 23 rushes for 197 yards. That's an 8.6 average and five touchdowns on the ground. Um, again, just a great game. Uh, absolutely great football game. It looked out of reach at times. It looked crazy at times. Like, it was just 
I went back and watched uh, a lot of it last night when I was kind of preparing for the, the stream and stuff, and it was just like, I, I forgot half the stuff because there was just so much going on. Like, you, you, you as a Michigan fan, you had a 16-point lead. You, you blew it. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, there was a time that Michigan State was leading early, and I, I kind of forgot about that. And it was just the, yeah. the ends and flows of that game were just absolutely insane. And I, I, I want to give both teams a crap ton of credit. And I think that's the real key here is it wasn't like Michigan, and, and obviously the, the haters are going to hate. It's Harbaugh lost another game. Let's let's throw that out there. Well, if you watch that game, Harbaugh had he that was one of the best coach games he's actually had at, in a big time football game that this was. At least my opinion. I thought he coached well. Obviously, there's mistakes. Obviously, there's things that you can question, but. That was great. That he did great. The Michigan State team was prepared. They they did everything that they needed to do to, um, you know, stick to stick to what works for them. They didn't waver away from it when their backs were against the wall. They just kept on to it. They kept running the ball when they were down by double digits. Uh, yeah, hats multiple off, possessions. Right? Most and, most teams would probably go away from that and they'd yeah. start throwing the ball down the field, making mistakes. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, look at let's. I'm going to go through some of the, the numbers here, and then we can kind of see how how things are rolling. And I don't really have a good way to talk about this. I just wanted to talk. You know, I feel like that's just what this game um, kind of deserves. We'll, we'll hit on a couple of topics. But um, total yards, Michigan had 552 to Michigan State's 395. Uh, passing yards, 406 for Michigan to Michigan State's 196. And then you got the rushing yards, 146 to 199 in Michigan State's favor. Yards per play, Michigan had that at 6.7 to 6. First downs, Michigan dominated third. Uh, third down efficiency. Michigan was 8 of 17. Uh, Michigan State, 4 of 12. But then you get down to the fourth down efficiency. Michigan was 1 of 3. Michigan State, 2 for 2. And in very, very key plays, they got those 2 for 2. Um, what, what, Numbers-wise, what stands out to you? Like, what? Where do you think a good point start, start talking point is to start here? I, I don't – I mean – I mean, number one, Kenneth Walker. If we're talking about numbers and stats, you look at Kenneth Walker, 23 carries, 197 yards, five touchdowns, 8.6 average. A lot of those were big, massive touchdown runs that he had. Yeah. And that that is, without a doubt, the difference in this game. I mean, we can't really go any – we have to start with him, right? Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, he had the 27-yard touchdown run. That was his first touchdown. An eight-yard touchdown run, one-yard touchdown run, 57 and 23. They – Big big chunks. Yeah, huge. And that's exactly his his mo. It's it's what he does. That's you what didn't this realize, that's you what didn't, this offense does. It didn't feel like he was dominating the game. It didn't look like he was going to go anywhere near two hundred yards, even well like much over a hundred. But then all of a yeah. sudden he starts hitting those, and those yards just add up. Well, he w- he was bottled up at the beginning. I mean, let, maybe let's just start there. Let's start at the beginning of the game because Michigan State goes down, and the first thing they do is throw an interception right that was yes yep so Michigan State got the ball they, they started moving down the field they're yep. they're midfield at that point uh critical third down throws it deep Moten intercepts it at the one yard line yeah and then the I think they and then they two plays a big third and five right yeah, yep and over the middle the uh, to Anthony Andrell Anthony True freshman. Who also needs to get a lot of credit in this oh, game. Oh, huge, yeah. I mean, he was absolutely a difference maker, especially early on. You saw him with, with the slant route that he did, and then his athleticism and speed is something that this Michigan, well, and really size, just overall yeah. like wide receiver kind of body. body yeah. Yep. Um, that That's 
Ronnie Bell. That that looked like a, Don, a Ronnie Bell replacement in my mind, like a true um, big-time wide receiver athlete that came alive in this game. And when he when he scored 90, what, 6, 95 yards? 95, I think 94, it was, yeah. whatever it was. Uh, what a difference. I mean, that that was like the spark plug that Michigan needed to get it right out to a, a big lead right away. Yeah, and or then they, seven nothing. they uh, stopped him. On the next drive, and then ended up stalling out, right? Well, they intercepted it again. Was that the inter- Oh, yeah, both the first two drives were intercepted. My yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. then, so then Michigan State that was starts the one moving that was again. Thrown off the mask, bounced up. Yep, yep, yep. And then, so let's let's talk a little bit about that drive, and and hopefully we don't go through every single drive. But like, no, I don't I think, think that's it's the a key, goal. But it, this is the start. This the is start the, of the game. Yeah, yep. the the huge ebb and flow. Like this is one extreme. Yeah. So a lot of people were talking about this drive in particular. I think that was JJ's first time getting in the game was on that second drive and a lot of people thought that it stalled that drive out I don't recall that being the the scenario I I I wish I I mean I wish I knew every single play that happened in that drive but I know he got in and that's where people started questioning things when Cade was looking pretty good so what what do you think about the way that JJ was handled let's say to start the game and maybe even before we get into the fourth quarter stuff I guess I don't know well JJ with with how Cade was playing this entire year, you had to get JJ involved. You had to. I'm I'm not against getting JJ involved, and maybe we just, you know, JJ actually had a a good game with some critical, bad yeah. bad plays. I, and I think I think that's the key is the game plan was created thinking we were we were getting Cade the way that we have seen him. Yeah, and it was a, a little bit of a a nice surprise. You can't change your game plan drives certain plays and certain packages all of these type of things you can't change that because it's going well and it, it right yeah. i know i know i mean some people will say you should i don't think you do you stick to your game plan and and go but anyways michigan goes up 10 nothing right yep. um then where where you kind of want to go from here michigan state fought back and I think Michigan got another field goal in there at one point well i mean it eventually was, took a 14 to 13 lead yeah i mean it took it took kenneth walker getting Bottled up at the line, and then, and then suddenly appears again, and yeah. he's running around the left side, and and that's what he does. Like what you said, I mean, he he does not go down because he's supposed to go down. He goes down when you make him go down, and he sees gaps that other people don't see, and he has athleticism that is just insane. He looks like an NFL running back in the college game right now, and because he is, he's he's in my mind the number one running back prospect of this draft class. Yeah, and and it showed like he just he's really good. Yes. And so he he brought him right back, ten to seven, um, and then what was that? Did they score twice in a row? They got to. I thought 13? Michigan got to thirteen, and then Michigan State went up fourteen to thirteen. I thought that's what it, what happened. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, but I'm, I'm right. pretty sure that that's how how it all happened. But um, I mean, just a really good first half, back a little back and forth. I mean, it felt really good at first for Michigan fans. Michigan State came back and was looking really good. Then Michigan answers back too, um, and then you get. You know, let's let's move toward towards the end of the, the the first half, and really kind of the the first questionable thing that I think happened and um, was the late in the first half, Michigan got a touchdown. I think we're up, let's say it was what twenty to fourteen or, yep. or something along those yep. lines, and they got that sack, fumble, touchdown on the field, called a touchdown. Yep. Um, questionable. What, what what did you think of that? Really questionable. I'm actually trying to get there so I can actually watch it in real time because I'd love to just see this fresh. Yeah. So this is basically what what, what we saw. 
And it, it happened. Michigan, they forced the fumble. They got the ball in the end zone. Touchdown late in the first. That is a major swing right there because Michigan's getting the ball at half. It's a huge, huge play. Ruling on the field is a touchdown. Yeah, okay, so this this is where I stand with this because it, as he was being flipped around or turned over, there was the ball. It, it was very hard to see the ball and when the ball actually came loose. Yeah. Um, my opinion on this is the the ruling on the field was that it was a touchdown, it was a fumble, and recovered as a touchdown. I don't. I didn't see any evidence to say that it was not a fumble. Correct. That's what I. That's so, what I saw. What we found. So I mean, it was like we're all watching the replay together, and it's like, oh, yep, maybe he's down there. Yeah. Oh, wait, maybe he isn't. And it was like back and forth. It was all about this particular view. His his uh, thigh or not thigh, his calf. Hit the ground. Yeah. Right? Like the side of his, the yeah, side lower of his leg. calf hit the ground. And that was very obvious. And it was, okay, they're, they're going to rule him down. And then all of a sudden they switch views, and then they show the original punch out. It was was way before his calf was down. That ball was moving. Yeah. And you never saw it, it get re-secured. definitely moving, yes. You never saw it get re-secured. And then the view that was getting the calf down, you couldn't see the football. It was not in that view. You could not... And look, I don't know if the Big Ten has more views than we do. I don't. I have no idea. If they do, that's a shame because they should really start showing everybody exactly what they're looking at, so we can be like, okay, yeah, that's why they did it. Yep. Are they piecing the things together? Possibly, but they're not supposed to do that. Tech, I, I don't believe, which is another thing. So I agree there. That should have been stood. I don't think you could say confirmed touchdown. I don't think I from what we saw. There wasn't enough there to switch the call. Yeah, I think, and that was disappointing. Um, at least as a Michigan fan, but I mean, I, I see it too. Like I, I get why they switched it, but at the same time, I didn't see anything. And again, amazing blue glasses here. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not a Michigan fan. No, it, again, it, but, it was very clear that it, um, there was not a good angle on the field to to override the call, and that's always the call stands. I mean, that's the most normal thing to hear because they're not going to go out on a limb and reverse a call without having absolute evidence to do that. And yeah. that, that should be the way it is. And I think it was a fumble. I think it was a fumble outright. I don't think that it was secretly, um, you know, he was down, but, uh, but you know, because I'm a, I'd rather have Michigan win this game that I'm just going to say it's a fumble because there wasn't any evidence. No, I actually do think it was a fumble mm. and there wasn't a perfect angle to prove otherwise. And so how do you overturn that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, I, I agree completely. But, but I think the, the point is they didn't want to be the, the reason for being blamed. They didn't want to – and they were at Michigan State, you know, Sparty Stadium, and, yeah. and they're, they don't want to be the reason. They don't want to be the reason for and, that kind of a loss. And I also do want to say, I mean, there was 9.3 people watch, million people watching this game. The highest watched game in this, in, in this season for college football. Really? Yeah. Which Dang. is awesome to see. That's awesome. A noon game is getting that, which is very, very cool. And if Michigan goes up another seven here and then scores in the first half, like that game could have been a route and all some people are checking out. I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I'm just saying like th- that stuff probably plays a role in some of these calls. Yeah. And I, I think the bottom line is, look, did this d- did this cause co- cost Michigan the game? No, they were up 16 points late in the third quarter and you should have won that game anyways, but... It's still a part of the game. Yeah, and that changed the outlook of everything. It changed. Well, it, it absolutely did. Yeah, I mean that that's that's massive. Yep. At the time, um, another one that that some people were calling questionable was the the Kenneth Walker. I think it was his first touchdown, his very first touchdown as he was crossing the goal as line. He was crossing, yep. The ball kind of it came out. Obviously, 
I thought the call to stay, the call on the field should have stood. I think that was the right call based on the replays that we saw. Right. I agree. I, and it I, was and, so and that's close. Where I was, it yeah, really was. It really it was way closer than it should have been. Way yeah. closer than I'm I'm glad in a lot of ways that it didn't those are the type of plays that had nothing to do with anything. You don't want just, that being an excuse yeah, for anything. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think they made the right call of sticking with the call on the field there. And I think going back to the fumble, it's like both of those calls should have stuck with the call on the field. Yeah. In my opinion. Agreed. Yeah. Um but obviously some people will have other opinions. So let's go so after now we're talking about, you know, Michigan's um scored. Uh they're they're up twenty three to fourteen. They're they're driving the ball down the field. They get it on their you know, in, in their side of the fifty yard line and it's a fourth and one play. And this is a um, massive missed yep. opportunity for Michigan. They're up nine points. They're driving the ball down the field. Really, really fourth, good drive. Fourth and one. Haskins is clearly going to have it. It's not even close, and it's not because of a false start. But yeah. there's a false start. He's going to get the fourth down conversion, and and he did. Like the play kind of happened. The play happened. People yeah. didn't even like stop. If you yeah. look, at, if you watch the tape back, people are not stopping on the defense. They actually went for it, and and he clearly, like he actually probably would have had a big game. Yep. Um. The false start. The false start happened. They go back to fourth, fourth and, six. and six. Now they're punting. And what happens? The punter, I don't even, like. I, I still don't know what happened. Another missed opportunity. I'm not even sure what he did, but he, as he's about to drop the ball, it might have slipped on his thumb and it just, like, freaked him out like a deer yeah. in headlights and didn't know what to do. <laughs> Which I don't know why a Michigan punter would, would get nervous about yeah, something like that. Like, we would not just, just punt the ball. My goodness. That's <laughs> all you have to do. But then, yeah, he goes very unathletic looking five yards. Slowest one run yard. I've ever seen in my entire life, and he does not get the first down. Crouch makes an awesome play yeah, oh, yeah. for Michigan uh, yep. State. Yeah. And the fact that you have a big-time linebacker with that kind of athleticism out there on, in a special teams play, good for them. Yep. You know, they got the athletes where they need them. Um, but missed opportunity, again. Like, they should have been moving the ball down the field, at least get in, in field goal position. Yeah. They don't. So, okay, pin him back, get him down to the, you know, inside the 10-yard line or something with a good punt. Missed that opportunity. Michigan State did not score on that next play, right? That, they, on the next drive, drive. They, Michigan State did no, not I think score. You're right. yeah. They punted the ball. Michigan goes and scores, and that's how it's thirty to fourteen. But but look, we're looking at two opportunities now. With one where they earned it, where they should have gotten a touchdown. The next one where they should have kept the drive going, but it is a bonehead false start, and then they didn't punt the ball when they should have. There, there's at least ten points missed. Right there. Right there. Yep. They're at 30 points already. 30, 30 to 14. This is when the comeback starts. Can you imagine if this is 40 to 13? Yep, exactly. And it's not. 14. And it, look, these aren't excuses. We're not saying that this is why Michigan lost. This is why State lucked into a win or anything like that. Because we're going to get into the second half and late in the second half and, and how Michigan State absolutely took this game. Well, yeah. From from what they. But, like, these are things that, man, it changes that game that quickly. Well, and, these are and missed, is, and opportunities. missed opportunities that I, I mean, I think Michigan. This is why, like, Michigan fans should be feeling just as good. I mean, yeah, it sucks losing this game, um, but you still should feel really good about yourself because you just outplayed the number three team in the country right now. Yeah, you know what I mean on the road, and and you you have a lot to hang your hat on, and everything's still in front of you. We're gonna get into like what's coming up next for for these teams um, towards the end of the so the I'll, segments I'll here. Played but, with with the missed opportunities. So there's there's a 
there's a grit and an understanding and a playmaking ability that Michigan State pulled off here where they took every opportunity they needed to win this game and they capitalized on all of it. Yep. And that's and that's how you win football games. So again, not to take anything away from State, no. Michigan played really really well and did not play the way they needed to win. They yep. missed these opportunities. Before we turn the page into like getting into what Michigan State did to take this game away, I did want to give Cade some some props here. I feel like we're kind of kind of put a bow on on the Michigan side of the talk here. So Cade McNamara played it absolutely I mean a, a very efficient and the best game we've seen him play so far. Yeah. And he did it confidently. He did it methodically. I thought he played extremely well. So his numbers again, 28 of 44 for 383 yards and two touchdowns. He had the interception at the end of the game. Um, but then J.J. McCarthy came in. He was he went three or four um, passing for 23 yards and a touchdown as well. Um, the running game was a little disappointing. It felt like it never got the legs that, that it needed to be, which is why mid, the passing game – worked because Michigan State was in a mode to shut down the running game and even when Michigan was winning big by double digits multiple possessions they still didn't get that game that running game rolling the way that you know Michigan fans would have wanted and and kind of expected and props off to or props to Michigan State for that um, one more thing was Eric all he had 10 receptions for 98 yards great to see a tight end finally emerge here for, for Michigan he's going to be very important for Michigan moving forward and as Cade if he continues to put doing what he's doing um, or did this game and, and moving forward I, it's very very important they found what what worked they they ran a lot of crossing routes and Cade hit him over the middle and that was exactly what they need to do it's either a wide receiver or a tight end and it's hard to scheme against that especially when they're doing a lot of man to man stuff so they just found a strength they found a strength of their offense and they can yeah, they can exploit it, that when the defense allows yep and I think the defense did allow it the defense was in hey we're gonna bend and not break attitude. And they did that from the very beginning, and they did it throughout the whole game. They bent a ton. But what they did was they forced Michigan to what, five field goals? Isn't that what it was? <laughs> yeah, I think Instead so. of touchdowns. And that's uh, the next big difference in, in why Michigan State won this game because they did not break, and Michigan did not break those big plays the way Michigan State did. And props to Michigan State, the way that they battled when their backs were completely against the wall and and kind of like let, let's get into more late here so yeah last week we were talking Michigan was up 30 to 14 right? 30 to 14 very next drive we're talking late in the third quarter four minutes left Michigan State from their own 29 yard line it's fourth and four this this will in my mind this solidifies the game or, or it makes at least a big statement this is one of those plays where the defense has an ability or has an opportunity here to get to the quarterback and solidify something, make so a the, statement. They're on the 48-yard line? 29-yard line, fourth fourth down and four to go. Michigan State's driving. Um, they decide to go for it. They're already in desperation mode where they don't want the three points. They don't want to go, go down 30-17. to 17. They're saying, no, hold on, we want to win this game, and we believe in our offense to make it happen. Peyton Thorne did not have the best game, but in this play, again, they took advantage and capitalized when they needed it most, and who did he go to? I was telling everybody before the play happened, I'm like, this play is go- it's going to uh, Jaden Reed. Oh, Jaden Reed. Watch Jaden Reed. It's going to Reed. He's their safety net. It's number one. He's going to give him a chance. And what did he do? Thorne lobs it up to J- uh, Jalen Reed. J- Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed. And on Daxton Hill makes a perfect throw and perfect catch over the shoulder to get down to the one-yard line. 
this was solidified with Kenneth Walker with the touchdown, and that's what brought them from 14 points down. Now they're trailing 30 to 21. 21, and it's a it's a football game. 22, because they, they went for two, and they got the two-point conversion. Yeah, yep, that's a good point. Which, I mean, props one off possession of those games. Plays, I know, like, exactly. I mean, you stop one of those, and it's a completely different ball game. Well, as well. And that, but again, that but, this is when they're down thirty to fourteen, and instead of saying we're we're down, you know, yeah, this many possessions, and I'm going to take the points when I get them and trust my defense. No, they were like, no, screw that. We want eight. Yep. They went for a fourth and four. They capitalized. And it they wasn't took like a, of it. a safe uh, play. No, it not was. At all. We're going to trust our quarterback. We're going to trust our wide receiver. And what did he do? He threw a perfect twenty-eight throw. yard One pass of, play. I mean, uh, absolute. Perfect throw, well covered. It was just it was against the, the best the, defender on the team yeah, with, the, with Dax Hill. That's the type of play that I think Michigan State fans need to say we are this good. That's what because I'm saying. that is something that not every team has. Most teams don't have, and that right there is why that play, that play call, that confidence that your coach had in in the quarterback, in the wide receiver, and the fact that they executed it perfectly. I mean that that is awesome. And again, they they did this on fourth and four. So the defense also knew that this was going to be a fourth down play, a yeah. passing play where they they have their strength, yep. their pass rush to have an opportunity to to again seal something, make it make a statement, get the ball in, you know, uh, have decent field position. And what did they? What happened? No, no, yeah. they didn't get to him. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like uh, just another one of those critical moments in the game where one play makes or breaks this game for Michigan State, and they made every single one of them. They yeah. earned it. No, I, I agree. Another fourth down play that they had was um, fourth and one on the 48, and they got the 40-yard pass to Naylor as well. Yeah. So, they, I mean, it was – they b- both times they went for it on fourth down, the very next play they got a touchdown. I mean, that's just that's just awesome. That that's aggressive play calling to working to your advantage and just being awesome. When you go to Michigan side, it's like the fourth one that we already mentioned that they had the, um, got the 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 penalty and then they botched the punt. Uh, I mean, just that that's the difference right there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, hats off to them. I mean, it was they executed perfectly and they they were at a point that they had zero room for error multiple times and they. They they did it. They Both did sides it. of the ball. Yeah, they did it. Well, and then the the very next drive. Now Michigan State's trailing thirty to twenty two. Third and ten, and what does Jaden Reed do? Jaden Reed pulls off just a miracle third and ten first down where he jukes three people, breaks two tackles, and gets from the twenty yard line to the thirty one mm-hmm. yard line to get the first down. Yeah, like he should not have gotten that first down, and he just made people miss and made it happen. Then the very next third down that they get, it's third down and three from the forty. 40- Two yard line, and they hand it off, and Kenneth Walker brings it to the house mm. for the next touchdown. It's just insane. And then, and then suddenly they had this comfortable sixteen point lead. Uh, and it's Kyle, gone. Kyle's in the background saying eh, it's actually technically a two possession game, <laughs> two score game, and they two possessions later tied. Yeah, tied with a full quarter to go. I mean, we're talking like fourteen it minutes in the fourth. So quickly, so fast. Yep. And and there was a third and ten in there. There was a third and three in there. There's a third and one in there. There's the fourth and four in there. Yeah. Like, talk about opportunities. And and Michigan knew what was going on. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and I mean, Michigan State they did it, and and they ended up getting a, another touchdown. Right. Is that how? Yeah. I mean, I'm well, trying to. So like, Kenneth Walker scored that yeah. one. So now it's thirty to thirty tie game. Yep. Um, Michigan takes the lead again. 
I mean, the big, huge pass play to Sanderstill down That's the right, right side yeah. in the fourth yep. quarter. Uh, again, Kate Kate did not play badly. No, they just yeah. they had so many opportunities for points, and as you pointed out, you cannot. Well, this touchdown was JJ's throw, right? Yeah, this was. Uh, well, no, this is already. Uh, Michigan only had three more points from here. Oh, on. okay, yeah, all right, my bad. Sorry, yeah. we jumped ahead. No, I get what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, I, I missed that. You 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 were saying it right. Um, but anyways, I mean. They got the field goal again. They're not getting touchdowns. Not that's, getting touchdowns. That's that's another thing that yep. just really, I mean, you turn two of those into touchdowns. Two of those drives, I think it was five field goals, right? I, it, I'm not positive on that number, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I, I and think it's so like too. I that, can start doing some math, and you start doing that math, and you and, and look, Michigan State is really good defense defense in in the the red zone and in those type of plays. So like. I'm not saying that's Michigan not sealing the deal. Michigan State is the one stopping them. Um, but it has been a problem for Michigan all year long, and it, it bit them in the butt because this, I mean, scoring this many points and missing out on this many opportunities is eye-opening. Um, but Michigan State, they kept fighting. They, they got the win. And really the, the, last, the last interception that, that ended the game was absolutely insane. Um, great defensive play. Um, but, I mean, the, the other one that kind of comes into mind is the fumble. The JJ fumble. Which, which one? So the the second one. So the one that it's not the one. So he fumbled one. He got the ball, or it got kicked out of bounds, or something like that. So it didn't cause any issues. Yeah. But then when Michigan was down, or Mich- no, when they were up, Michigan's winning thirty three to thirty fourth quarter, seven minutes twelve Mi- seconds. Michigan left. gets the stop. Michigan gets the stop. They they're driving the ball down the field. They look good. What well, was the point. first play of the drive? Uh, first and ten. Oh, because that was the. St- I thought it was the first play of the drive that that JJ tried to hand it to Corum. It was at the forty. It was at they had, they were at their uh, the opponent's forty four yard line or something. Okay. So they were they were on their. Did we stop them on fourth down? No, we wouldn't. No, I don't know. Was there a missed field goal? I don't know. What I don't know. Well, I, maybe I, a good return. I think they had good field position. They was just it? got a good return. Okay, yeah. but I I thought it was the very first play, and so JJ comes in and. Fumbles the ball on a handoff to Corum. Half handoff. Like, Half handoff. I think he was, it was supposed to hold on to the ball or something. From what Jim said, he said Corum knows that he was supposed to get that ball. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what he said. Now, did he put it in there far, far enough? I don't know. I don't know anything. But one thing that – that was a – I question that big time. Why is J.J. in the game in this point when the way Cade was playing? And that's where I was like, no, don't do that to a true freshman. But then – the very next day, I start hearing people talking about this, and I guess Cade was in the the medical tent when that happened. Or so there's different reports. Some are saying it was when it happened. Other other people are saying after that play happened, Cade went right to the medical tent because he was had to get something looked at and he was hurt for something. Really? Yeah. Now, was he messing with his like arm or something like that? I, I don't recall honestly. I mean, I a lot of this game was a blur. Honestly, it goes don't know quick. Why. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> uh, but it was just it. I don't know that right there. I questioned, and now I don't know if it's a cover up that trying to protect each other type thing. I have no idea. Let's say Cade was ready to play. That's the wrong call, right? To bring JJ in that in that moment. Like, what do you think about that? I don't. I don't agree I'm, with that. That's such revisionist J- history. You stuff. think so? Yeah, I think it's twenty twenty hindsight. People will blame. Like, they'll find whatever way you lose. Michigan State had some garbage calls coaching wise too, and maybe this yeah. is a garbage call. But like, you cannot. I don't like it. JJ at that point in the game was he three for four, 
as a quarterback, 23 yards, one touchdown. Like, the way he was playing looked great. Mm-hmm. Now, I have some... He some, fumbled before. He did. He fumbled before. And I do have some inside information that at that moment in the game, the wind and the rain actually picked up. And from if you're watching from the TV, it was hard to even see that it was raining. Yeah. Like, we didn't know that it was raining at that point. Yeah. But it got sloppy on the field, and, and that's what... Um, some I know I know some uh, I had some family at the game and they told me that at that moment it got it, the rain came and it was raining decently hmm. hard at that point okay things got really slipped people were slipping and falling on the field and stuff and that's exactly when when this fumble happened All right. so I maybe there's multiple factors no I do not question the call to have this guy in the game he's been in every single game he made some big plays when we needed him most he right. he got one of the touchdowns for us yep. he got some key first downs running the ball like I hate that argument. I really do. I hate it. And the same people will, will complain. If McNamara would, would have had a bad game, the same people would say, and that's why you need to play yeah, J- yeah. JJ. That's true. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, was Cade, did he have a good game? Yeah, he had a pretty good game. But this is also the time of the game when he started playing worse. Mm-hmm. He was not playing his best at this point. He, most, he had most of his yards, 330-plus at that point in the game. Um he started making mistakes. He was not looking the best. He wasn't throwing the ball very good. He he resulted in five field goals. So what are you going to say? The field goals aren't good enough, which means, a.k.a. Cade isn't making good enough decisions. Yeah. Or are you going to say that you should never put a freshman in the game because he's going to lose the game? Like, you can't you can't have it both ways. Yep. No, I, I agree. Um, so eventually, obviously, Michigan State wins this game the way that they did. They got the interception. They got a touchdown after the fumble. And, I mean, the rest is history. So what did you think about the, the coaching jobs? Let's start with Mel Tucker. What do you think about what, what you saw from him? I think Mel Tucker did an amazing job. I don't know where that buzzing's coming from. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's underneath my uh, – sorry. All right, anyways. It might be mine. I think, I think Mel Tucker did an amazing job of preventing this pass rush from having a bigger impact that it had. I'm not going to say that Aiden didn't play well. I'm not going to say Ajabo didn't make any differences because they did. They both made big differences in this game, but they were not dominant when maybe they needed it most. And I'll go back to all the third downs that we saw and all the fourth downs. That's when defensive ends have to feast. Mm-hmm. That's when they should be at their best because they, that you know everything's on them. And I think Tucker did a great job of chipping when they need it, of forcing them to the inside when they needed it, and it was it wasn't just a chip here and there. It's, yeah. I, th- I thought they did a really good job of even pulling guards back around, so that when uh, Aiden would beat his guy around the edge, a guard is literally running straight back to make sure he can't solidify that that corner, you yeah. know, and come in now. They protected Thorne pretty well. They did. With I game think, plan. Yeah, they did. And because pl- they were definitely outmanned. the The offensive line got exposed, I think, as a, as a pass rush, but their creativity limited it here and there. And Michigan maybe maybe got a little too pass rush heavy and opened those gaps up for, for Kenneth Walker. Walker to expose him. Yeah. And then it's all on the linebackers. And if you're not lined up in the right spot and hit the right gap at the Especially right time. against that guy. I, I mean, there it is. I mean, he's the one that makes the safeties miss. Mm. So you cannot rely on your safety to always come in and plug that hole for a five-yard gain. It, if if he makes that safety miss once when the linebackers are, you know, the, the defensive end's way out and he's not covering the run at all, that's what you get. Yep. And here, here I am with I'm, I'm a Michigan fan, so I'm not going to sit and go through every Michigan State 
play call and be like, that's questionable, that's questionable. So I'm listening to like other you know Michigan State fans calling to these shows, and as happy as they are, it's like there were some really questionable calls that Mel Tucker's and and the offense pulled, like chipping at bad times and chipping the wrong way, and like they did some very questionable things. They got yeah. away with it because they got the win. So I I don't want to like I just want to say that I, I again I don't see it because I don't I, I'm not emotionally invested in in Michigan State, but some people are questioning some of the play calls. And I think he got away with it where on Jim Harbaugh's side, not as much. He doesn't get away with it because he didn't get the win. They exposed they what exposed they exposed Michigan at their weakness and and that's the middle of their defensive line during pass rush rush situations when it was third and three, third and four, third and five, a lot of coaches would shy away from the run and go right to the pass. Yeah. And you saw Kenneth Walker expose them on those downs when they're going after the quarterback they're going all out after the quarterback. That means there's gaps. There's lanes open for your running back to make big plays. And when you're giving this guy that kind of an opportunity, he took advantage. Yeah. So I I think coach coaches knew that. Okay. And I, and that's why I think it was a good thing. Peyton Thorne could get away from the pass rush sometimes. Yeah. But you look at his numbers: nineteen of thirty, hundred ninety six yards, zero inter, uh, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. This guy was not the reason why they won. No, I agree. He managed the game. In an in a, in a equal or negative way, you know, like he made some big plays, he made some big throws. We talk, talk about like, you know, the the Jaden Reed catches and stuff like that. Yeah, he did good with that. Jalen Naylor had a couple big plays, but overall, that was a subpar game from Peyton Thorne against a really really good pass rush and some actually some pretty good play for the the cornerbacks and, and yeah. safeties of yeah, I Michigan. Yeah, thought this Michigan secondary looked looked pretty good. Um, so Jim Harbaugh, what do you think of his coaching of in this game? I don't know. What do you think? Okay. There obviously are questionable things that he did. Yeah. And, yeah, his team blew a 16-point lead uh, late in the third quarter. That's, in a lot of ways, unacceptable. But here, I, I and I, I kind of already mentioned this, but when you have two very good football teams going against each other, one of them's going to lose. And, yeah, it sucks that it happened to be Michigan or Jim Harbaugh. But you erase everything that, that has happened, his record against top 10 teams and record against uh, OSU. Throw all that out the window. This was a well-prepared football team. This was a what they this coaching staff made Cade McNamara look really, really good. Well said. And now, again, he's not off the hook for not getting in the end zone. And not creating plays to get in the end zone more times, or the 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 um, penalties um, on substitutions—that's unacceptable and stuff like that. But this is a very, very good, well-coached football game on both sides. And I hate that everybody's going to jump to the easy topic of, well, Jim Harbaugh again lost another big game. That's unacceptable. No, this was a really good football game, and he coached a really well game, a really good game, in my opinion. And I, I hate. That that's going to be the narrative. I I mean I don't care what people are putting in my head because I still already have my opinion of him. I think he's a good football coach. Has he sealed the deal? Has he done what I hoped? No, it hasn't been good enough. But that doesn't mean he's a bad football coach. Well, I think I absolutely a hundred percent. And I think that's the brain dead way to think about things. If you just want to have a headline and you want to say like one thing and this is the reality of the situation because he lost and he can't win a big game, that's so dumb. You know it how is. many – we're talking about, again, fourth and four in the third quarter that if that goes the other way or if it slips through his hands, 
and and then the ball doesn't slip out of JJ's hands. Like yeah. those two plays, my goodness, they win the game, and you're now saying he can win a big game. It had nothing to do with him. Yep. I think if you look at what happened, they gave the ball to the running backs between Haskins and Corum 27 times, and they were barely combined over 100 yards, the two of them. All the other rushing yards, when you look at when you break it down, uh, Michigan had how many? 146 rushing yards. All the rest of those rushing yards came with from their quarterbacks or their or their end arounds. Mm. So they did not get the the production out of their running backs that they thought they would get. Now, in response to that, what did they do? Cade McNamara threw for 383 yards. Are you saying that Jim didn't have anything to do with that? <laughs> exactly. Are you saying that he had a quarterback that that's never thrown 250 yards in his life and now threw 383 yards in the big, biggest game of his career and not have an interception until the very end when he's trying to force something down the field? Yeah. You think that's his fault? You think it's you think it's uh, Jim's fault that Andrew Anthony to put a true freshman on the field, a difference maker in the biggest game of his career, the first one where a true freshman he shouldn't be out there. Yeah. You know, like. He put him in a position to succeed. He put Eric All in a position to succeed, and and then we're going to complain about him because he didn't win the game. Yeah, ha- have some have more than just twenty twenty vision here. It's, I know, and see that there's a real football game. There's two teams that want to win this game. Exactly, and two, two really good teams. Yeah, you know, really good teams. And let's be honest, one team's coming off a bye, had a full next week to prepare. That and and that's something that hasn't been brought up. That, but and I, they're playing at home. They're in playing the college football. Yeah. You just win. All right, let's say there was a little three next to Michigan State's, like, like it is this year. This week, there's a little three next to their name. So you just lost to a top three team. You just put 552 yards up against a team like that. That A team that people are saying, hey, playoffs start today. They're, they're, they're right there. And, they're and, in it. And that's the point. They they Their weaknesses are the throwing the ball. Their weaknesses are their total offense and moving the ball down the field, and they just moved the ball 552 total yards down the field. Yeah. And, yes, they they did not was get it the enough? touchdowns. No, it wasn't enough. No, but I think their offensive coordinator sucks. <laughs> At times. Yeah. At times. Yeah. And um, and, and, and the strength of the team was their defense. And guess what? They, they faced a team that responded and reacted to their defense, and that's a learning curve for him yep. now. You know, a brand-new defensive coordinator, first year doing it, top – Three in the nation, I think they were with scoring defense. Or top four in the nation before this game. I think they were number two. Yeah, maybe number two. Yeah, yeah and they, behind and, Georgia, I right. thought. And well, I could be wrong. And what what happens? Peyton Thorne, they bottle him up. Good job, but Kenneth Walker had himself a, a historic game. historic game. Yeah, and it came down to a couple missed tackles. Have like, you seen that dude? The, Dude's Jack. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying like you shouldn't have missed it, but I'm saying. Yeah. It was Jim Harbaugh were responsible they for those in? tackles? Yeah, exactly, yeah. and that's where it's just like, and 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 I, I kind of like we we had our opinion last week. It was this was not a must win. Micah said it was a must win for Jim. I think he would kind of go back, and and I would give him that because the way that this game unfolded, the way that both of these teams played, is exactly why I said going into this week, it's like yeah, right here, right now, it feels like the world, but right now, here we are, a week later. What are we going to be talking about? Yeah. Everything's still in front of both these teams. Yeah. And the college football playoff, they 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 told us that. They told us that, hey, Michigan State just beat a really, really good team that was probably going to be right there at number two or number three if they won this game. And that tells you a whole lot of what the lowest is three, right? Look, they wouldn't have been they wouldn't have been lower than no, three. No, they wouldn't have been lower than three. Yeah. But I think they they would they, probably have a chance to be number two they, because they would be under. You're right, either two it, or three. Yeah. And look. It's all opinion based. I don't like the college football 
um, rankings. I don't like the way that it's all done, so I'm not going to pretend that I'm all for it when Michigan and Michigan State are being like a benefit of it because I'm going to hate on it when they're not in three weeks from now. You know what I mean? I'm, so I'm not going to like wrap up, but like this is the perception, and that's all we have right now is the perception of these two teams is you have two very good teams right here in the state of Michigan. And that's saying a whole lot that we haven't been able to see or say awesome for game. a very, very long time. And the world has not ended. This is two heavyweights. This is uh, Alabama-Georgia going against each other. And we're all mad when Alabama doesn't fall and lose this game. And now we're going to be like, hey, well, Michigan didn't fall, so that's good, right? So that's good to see that the Big Ten's starting to get that reputation, that perception of the conference as a whole. And and we're going to be benefits for it yeah Michigan and Michigan State because right now Michigan State's in a spot that if they lose a game to let's say Ohio State they're not falling far if any like that's just that's the perception we have right here in in this Big Ten and I'm I'm really excited about it I'm excited to see how it unfolds yeah I'm in and the really the difference in this game is field goal versus touchdown and Mm -hmm. Michigan State scored every touchdown that they needed to score and they and they two 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 point conversions as well to get to yeah. where they where they were. So they capitalized on every single opportunity they had. Michigan didn't even give them any opportunities. They made them punt the ball five times. Yeah. They only punted the ball twice. Yeah. And, yeah, they only punted twice. Well, maybe three because the one no. was the terrible punt oh, yeah. that yep, yeah. was not a punt. And yeah, he, you're right. Yeah, got stuffed. But anyway, uh, Michigan – if you look at the stats, they they won this game. If mm-hmm. you just look at the stats without the score, you say easily they won this game. It was probably something like forty two to to twenty three. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like that's where the stats look here. But in reality, Michigan State made every play they needed to win this game, and Michigan could not put the game away. Yep. It does not mean they're not a good football team. It means that they did not win in this game, in this situation, in this with these circumstances, with this freshman. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like coming in for that play, like yeah. that, it just didn't happen. And next time, maybe it does. Maybe next time, JJ goes. You know what? The most important thing in here now that I know this is the ball. And I, I thought I knew before, but yeah. now I really. I was know. trying to be tricky, a little more tricky. That I yeah. just needed to be. Now I really, really know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I and, mean, and maybe next time he he throws for the two touchdowns instead of just the one, and and everything's all better. And now everybody thinks Jim Harbaugh is the reason for that too. Yeah. You know and, what the, I mean? and, and for the people that are gonna say that, just. Just don't listen to them. Yeah. You're going to hear it for the next several weeks. Now, we're going to get into what's next for Michigan, what's next for Michigan State. What an I mean, awesome game. It was just an awesome game. And I think that's that's that kind of puts the bow on it, right? Like, Yeah. What a, what a teams, classic. Instant both, classic. Yes. Both teams should be very excited for what happened in that game. Obviously, Michigan State should be more excited because, because they got the win. Sorry about that. Michigan State. We're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. So, I mean, look, I already said it. That game is done. Celebrate. Be excited. But you have to put that game behind you because right now everything's in front of you for both teams. And right here, Michigan State is one slip up away from falling out of the, the playoff. Yep. And you got to be careful here. I mean, this is exactly what I meant by, yeah, it feels like everything right now, but you have to be able to put it behind you and put it put it behind you when you lose and put it away when you win. 
and you can't let it linger too too much. I mean, great win. Um, but really, what's next for Michigan State? I think them being at number three is 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 well deserved. Um, I mean, really, throughout this whole season, we have said Michigan State has looked like the better team. Yeah, more complete team. More complete team. Yep. Yeah, and being at number three in the country right now is just. It's amazing. It's amazing what Mel Tucker did, and I, I heard this say, like, I forget who said it, but it was, that was a four-hour commercial for Mel Tucker to hype his program and what he show what he has done in a short amount of time. That's all it was. It was a four-hour commercial. 100%. And all props to him. I mean, um, yeah. amazing job. They had these guys ready to play, and the cool thing about it was is it wasn't – Michigan is this, and we're going to push their chest back in. We're going to push them down and because we're, we're ready in the street fight. Like Both of these teams were ready to fight, and I thought they both respected each other throughout that whole game. And that is a lot saying for Michigan State is it wasn't – they didn't go into that game as chip on our shoulders. Oh, you close little brother. No, it's we're going in as a dang good football team, and we're going to punch you in the mouth. We're going to take every shot. We're going to bite kneecaps. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was well. Henderson said it best in the post game yeah, conference well, too, which we didn't mention him enough, like at all. But man, that guy second half was can, lights can, out. Well, can we just like point out last week? I I thought our preparation for this game was spot on. I mean, honestly, can can we go back and and talk about like what we actually were saying going into this game? We said we felt like Michigan might have the better overall team. Yep, overall team talent and ability. However, Michigan State clearly had better playmakers, and we didn't know which one was going to win out, and that was yeah. the fun part of this game. We didn't know if Michigan State's playmakers were going to make more plays, or we didn't know if Michigan's overall team talent were, was going to win out in this one, and that was the hard decision, and I think I leaned a little bit towards Michigan uh, because of the overall team talent, Yep. and and I and, and I, we saw it on paper. We yep. saw it play out where Michigan had more of an impact in this game. They had more uh, offensive yards. They had more big-time playmakers on defense, uh, or at least big big uh, um, names on defense, I yeah. guess. And then what did Michigan State do? Well, Henderson stepped up big. Halliday stepped up massive. Mm-hmm. Panishuk stepped up when he needed to. I think he got even hurt in the middle of the game. Yeah, um, They played out of their minds at the moments they needed them to play. Yeah. And then the guys on offense with – I mean, we, we've gone through it. You yeah, know, we Walker have. And, and, I, look, and Jaden I, Reed and – I mean, they just made every single play. The playmakers in this one won the game for the team versus the overall team talent. Yep. And, and that's really the way it played out. Yeah, and I I thought the team talent was going to, you know, win the game. I, th- I thought Michigan was – I I went in saying I didn't think it was going to be a close game. That's where I was wrong. Other than that, I think I was pretty right because what Michigan State did good was what I was nervous about. What Michigan did good is what I was, like, confident about. Exactly what and we thought. And the only difference was – Michigan didn't seal the deal. If Michigan got a touchdown or two, like it would have turned into a blowout in Michigan's favor. Instead, Michigan State stayed in the game yeah. and fought back and, and won. But we, we do have to talk. And I don't want to go through. That no, time. no. I mean, if people want to keep talking about the game. Yeah, I'm no. down for that. It's just I mean, it's fun, just yeah. kind of like we're just got to move on at some point. So, uh, but tomorrow, yeah, Michigan State is going to be uh, at Purdue. Uh, they're only a three-point favorite, and I thought that was a really interesting number. I'm, I'm curious if it's going to move now that the rankings come out. That's if that, messed up. If that changes anything. But um, I, I think the reason, and this is my from what I, I've, I've looked at, is Purdue's a pretty good passing team, and I think they're expecting uh, Purdue to be able to challenge them the way Michigan did. 
um, to throw the ball. You know what I mean? And and keep it somewhat close. Now, look, I don't think it's going to be close. I think that's this is a disrespect to Michigan State um, from what they just did to a really, really good defense. If they can do that to a, a Michigan defense, I can't imagine what they're going to do to a Purdue defense. That's the way I look at it. And I don't want to just focus on this game. I just want to talk about, like, what's coming. Because you have Purdue, obviously, this week, which time will tell. But then you got Maryland, Ohio State, Penn State to finish the season. You have a great opportunity to get into that Big Ten championship game. And that is saying an awful lot for for what Michigan State was coming into this season at, what, three and a half win over under oh or something gosh, like that? Five, I think it wasn't a five it, and a half. It might no? have been. I don't know. I thought it was it was, it was below, low. It was below six wins. I know that yeah. for 100%. Yeah. So, I mean. So, I think this is a trap game. This is definitely a trap game. It feels like it. Yeah, yeah, because Purdue, I get why, I guess, the three-point favorite is on there because because they also feel like it's a trap game. Purdue is a good team. They can throw the ball. They played very well against uh, Iowa. some good teams. Iowa, yeah, That's exactly. That's the big one, which who hasn't looked good since. They haven't looked good, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they, I feel like they're too well coached to lay a dud. I agree. I don't think they're going to. It feels way different with this coaching staff. Yeah. With Mel Tucker leading the way and the staff that he's built, I don't think that they, I don't think they would allow them to come into it. No, look. There's been games that Michigan State has not looked good, right? Especially on the road, right? Um, against Indiana, it can happen. And at home against, uh, I guess the home game was at or yep. against Nebraska, yep. but like it can happen where they can look, they can get exposed, and Purdue is that type of team that can catch you off guard. Um, so I don't want to like. I think weather might have something to do with this too. I think if it's fair weather, I think State wins this game easily. If this is if this gets wet. In any way, in cold, that's where I think Purdue could catch him off guard, and that's yeah. not going to work in State's favor. Yeah, because um, again, they rely on their those big time players that might be slipping around the field and not being able to do what they normally do. Yeah, but then you, here you got Kenneth Walker, who protects the football, runs like heck. Uh, I mean, he's he's averaging so MSU two hundred yards rushing against Penn's or Purdue, um, who has one hundred thirty new or sorry, Michigan averages about two hundred yards rushing. Um, and they're going against Purdue, who allows 139 yards per game. That's not good. This is the type of game that I think Kenneth Walker could continue to oh yeah ride that that Heisman train and really put up some numbers. And I think he's a big key to this one because let's say Jay uh, uh, not Reed Jalen Naylor is out. I mean that that's that hurts. Oh yeah, because I mean, you take out one of your big time players through the air. I didn't see anybody else that kind of like stepped up when when Naylor was out that that gets you like that you're comfortable with. I mean, we we I'm, talked about some other yeah, there's like some, in the past they have some good wide receivers, but it's that big name, that big play that you that I think Jaden Reed and and Jalen Naylor complement each other very well. Um, and without that, can 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 Reed be be you know the threat that opens up the run game? That's going to be interesting to see, and hopefully Jaden Reed. Or sorry, Jalen Naylor is, is isn't out too long. I hope that I would hate for that to be a reason why they can't compete in in let's just say uh, the Ohio State Penn State games. They need, um, they the need last to be at full strength. They yeah. have to be at full strength. I I don't want to just I don't want there to be an excuse. I want the, I want yeah. full against full strength. You know. Yep. I hate injuries. Yeah, it, it really does suck. So, um, I mean, I I really didn't have a whole lot to get into with this game. It was just I think we had to, you know, move on. Um. 
But, I mean, until there's a win or a loss, I mean, you can't really move on, right? It's just kind of watch out and just do what you're doing. It's an important game for Michigan State. If they go in this game against a ranked, another ranked opponent, are they still ranked? I don't know if they are. I, last, I ch- they were not in the AP, um, but I'm not positive if they are in the, in the – College either, either way, they're right around the bubble. They're right around the twenty fifth. Um, yeah, it doesn't you know, does not look like they are. No. So they're probably 27, 26, 27, 28, something like that. Yeah. Um, good football team. Uh, Purdue is a good football team. They they can catch people off guard, and this is a good. This is going to be another great opportunity. With <laughs> we've been talking about it the whole time. If Michigan State wants to take advantage of their opportunities, this is one to then put another. You know. Just solidify the, their place at the top and say, no, hold on, we're not going to fall into the trap of the trap games because we're better than that. Yep. We're, we're ready for this. We can overcome these kind of issues. Don't worry about our hype. Like We can take care of ourselves. Yeah. If they do that and take care of business, then that becomes believable going into Penn State. That becomes believable going against Ohio State. Yep, and right here, right now, it's you. they put themselves in a spot that it does not matter how anymore. You could win this game on a muffed punt, <laughs> trouble with the snap, win this game against Purdue, yeah. and you just walk out, wash your hands, and be done with it. You're at the top. Because Don't lose. it does not matter how you do it. It's just it's just all about winning. And they put themselves in that spot. And, and right, I mean, I'm just excited to see how, how this game unfolds and just how they respond and kind of lead into the, the next couple big games. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority. But we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. So this one does hurt for Michigan, and, it, and it's going to hurt for a while. It's going to hurt until um, the Penn State game, and, and that's the only the Penn State Ohio State games are the only thing that can heal this feeling that Michigan fans have. Yeah. Um, the sixteen point lead in the third. Ohio State can definitely heal a yes, wound here. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Um, but how the team responds is is really, I think, going to tell us a lot about this Harbaugh coach team. I mean, I we defended him earlier, but if they come out and lose this game, look out because the people that have been using any chance to defend him are going to get pretty quiet because it's a indefensible type of type of undefensible, indefensible, indefensible. Yeah, I I, I think that. Again, I like to I like to look at the season from the beginning, how we the outlook of the season where yeah. we started from. And if you again, I if you want to say if we put ourselves in the position at the beginning of the year again and say that the uh, that Michigan's 10 and 3 by the end, you think, "Oh, wow, that was a better year than I expected them to have because yeah. of their showing last year and the questions about quarterback and their questions on defense and new coordinators and all this stuff." Like Ten and three wouldn't be so bad, and especially if you said, "Yeah," and they're all going to be against ranked, big time ranked opponents. Yeah. He'd be like, "Well, yeah, he always loses those games, so yeah, that's that's kind of normal. Good for him to get back to where we thought they should be." Yeah, because their over under was seven and a half. But then you put a fancy number four, five, or six next to their name on TV, and now suddenly you forget where they came from. You forget yep. the strides, the strides that they made this year with this team, for- the confidence, the the recruits, the the young quarterback play that we have, like you forget all the positive that have all the positives that have come out of this game and, and the talent that you've been nurturing and the, the coaches that you've given power to. Like you, you can't compare the, the Harbaugh fix here 
to Mel Tucker. What Mel Tucker has done in, in his fake year and first year here that we're having is absolutely unbelievable. That is an of. unbelievable quick fix. But you go back to Michigan last year and where they're at now, that's a pretty dang good quick fix too. And that's that needs to be talked about. That needs to be understood. And I think you said it perfect. It's like, remember where both of these teams, the perception of both of these teams were heading into this season. And it's not like, and obviously it's just a perception and stuff. Nobody really knows, and that rightfully so. I mean, we're it's pretty obvious now. Um, but, like, that's still something. And you would have been okay with eight wins if you beat Wisconsin and you beat, you know, two of the Wisconsins and two out of the four big games. You know what I mean? If yeah. you win two out of the four, when it, the big, big four I'm saying is, well, I mean, you could throw the Washington game in, like heading that into was, the season. That was a massive game but, at but the let's, time. But let's fig, think of Big Ten, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State. Yeah. If you can win two of those four, a lot of people would be like, yeah, I'll sign up for that. Yeah, great year. Well, how do the games look and all that stuff matters and stuff. But, like, it, this isn't, for me, this isn't a must-win season for Jim Harbaugh. This was a, I need to see a step in the right direction. And he has put himself in a spot that he can lose Saturday's game and still be okay. And I think it was just too quick of a jumping off the bandwagon from Michigan fans. And it's probably people that already made up their mind anyways, or their state fans pretending to be Michigan fans. Like, we all do that, right? So it's just kind of, I mean, it's it's the easy conversation to blame Harbaugh. And he and look is is Washington what we thought they were is Wisconsin what we thought they were no no but I mean Wisconsin's I think twenty first right now they're and, already back in the right. top twenty five if they would have beat Michigan where would they be yeah, exactly I mean it, it's not 12, 14? yeah yeah and everything's still in front of them team. they can stop still, acting like they are yeah. exactly um so I don't think we can we can't move the goalposts on what is a good win, what's a bad win, um, as easy as we do, I don't think. Um, but he's he's put himself in a spot to not seal the deal against uh, Michigan State, not yeah. seal the deal against Ohio State. Yeah. But again, I want to see improvement. And I think this was this what we've seen so far has been great improvement. Now, if the the floor falls out from under us and we lose it to Indiana, lose to Penn State, like, that that's all possible. They can't lose to Indiana. I agree. I think that's this where is a, I would I think just this be is like, a must win. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I think that's that's fair to say because because you, of everything that we're saying, you cannot win. You cannot go and lose against a big rival in a big game, and we're giving them a, a free pass on this because of all the circumstances that went into it. They they blew a lead. That that is what it is. They they should have won this game. They were in position to win this game. They didn't make the plays to win the game, and they lost. And then you go into Indiana and lay an egg there too. Would yeah. not look good. No, it would not. You would start losing your confidence in the team. You would start losing. You, they would start losing confidence in you. You would start losing recruits. Like it would just be yeah. a snowball effect. Where now, in my mind, I would be changing my tune, saying a four-loss team after the way they started is it that's that's not good enough. If you're saying that the three biggest losses of the year were against top teams and they looked great and. They should have won or could have gotten to one lost team or something. Then it's a different story. Yeah, we don't expect them to beat Ohio State. I'm just gonna keep saying that. Yeah, the whole no, time. I, I'm right there I don't you. expect them to do that. They're no. not as good as Ohio State. Ohio yep. State's better. Yeah, they could go in and, and and beat them, and it would be an amazing thing. But if they go lose a game like Indiana at home, 
in a big in that kind of an atmosphere, yeah, then that is on the coaching staff. Yep, because they have no business hanging out with with Michigan there. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, and and it's a cliche, but the season's still in front of Michigan. And again, I'm gonna say what I said before. It was the biggest game for that week. Is really all Saturday was. And it's going to hurt. I mean, we're going to have to take it from Everybody wants State to fans. win every game. You want to win every game. You want to win against your rivals, so you don't want to hear it from your neighbor. Alabama my, lost. My, my neighbor's got a, his, his Michigan State flag up, and it hasn't been up all year. Now it's at the highest level this this telescoping thing can do, and I it's the first thing I see when I wake up, <laughs> and it's the last thing I see when I go to bed, and it sucks. <laughs> I don't like that. But really all that it was is one game. And Harbaugh and his coaching staff and his team has a chance to prove that it was just that one game. And it's in front of them. And that's really the, the key here. So you got Indiana, night game at home, which I don't know why it's a night game. Nobody really cares about this game other than Michigan and Indiana That's okay. Fans. Go win. Yeah, just go win. Throw JJ in there as Fine. much as yeah. possible. Um, but then you got at Penn State, you got Maryland, and then home against Ohio State. So it's there in front of you. You can erase this loss, this close loss, this very good football game loss, by going out and just taking care of business. And I'm not saying win out. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying respond and play good football and show us why it's different, why it's different than previous years. You know what I mean? If if I'm going to give one knock against this coaching staff, we've been calling for J.J. to get more and more time. It's possible, it it's possible that the reason he, he fumbled and didn't have – the game that everybody wanted him to have is because he should have had more playing time at this point. No, at, I, this, I, at this point of the year, I would agree with that. So that that's one knock that I will say. I wish there was more JJ. And it, yeah, more or less right now, going in for the rest of the year, I would I will continue saying more. Cade had a great game. He did. Most of those throws were schemed wide receivers that were open across the middle of the field, tight crossing end, routes <laughs> in tight end yeah. that he that he hit and he made the throws he needed to make. Guess what? JJ can make those throws. And the other thing that JJ does is is makes plays. He's a he's a play creator. He creates something when nothing's there. Yep. He makes something happen when they need him most in those tight situations. We're talking about like, you know, five field goals or whatever that, it was. That throw that he made on the touchdown. Cade wouldn't have made that throw. That was a great throw. Cade would not have even tried that. Yeah. And Cade cannot make that throw. No. The way, we the haven't way, seen the it way once. that he did. The, yeah. he, when Cade throws the ball, it is my wide receiver is going to get it, or it is going to look like one of the worst throws ever because I didn't have a big enough window to even try. And, and he threw one in the end zone to um, AJ Henning, and it was like it was third and eight, and he threw it in the end zone. AJ Henning overthrow. If you look at that play, there were three wide receivers open over the middle, and it's like you've lived all game over the middle. Why are you attacking downfield right now in this situation when all you need is a first down? To continue and try yeah. to try to get this. Those are the plays that I say in my mind. Those are the plays where that lose a game like this against a top echelon opponent. So I don't need a quarterback to be a three loss type of type of program here. I want the quarterback that's going to you're grooming him into being an undefeated. Uh, you win that kind of a game against Michigan State. You win against Ohio State, or at least give them a crazy opportunity when you're not as good a team. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be as good as Ohio State two years from now. I'm just saying. They're not going to be. Ohio State's going to have better talent on the field. So what do you need? You need that difference maker, the quarterback to go that, that makes plays when, when no play is available. And right now you're grooming him. Mm-hmm. So I say more, more JJ, JJ, get him on the field, make him – his confidence is at an all-time low right now because he's this is the first time he's – 
failed at something in college football. So in football, the last, probably. <laughs> yeah, in football in general. So yeah. the last thing you do right now is take him off the field and make him feel bad about himself. No, you throw him back on the field, you give him more touchdowns, more running plays, and get his confidence sky high. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. The Lions lost 44-6. It was about as ugly as it gets. <laughs> no moves made at the deadline. No moves made at the deadline. That is the one. That's the one. Right, How so, do you not get rid of Trey Flowers? <laughs> so Michigan, or sorry, the Lions lost to the Eagles 44-6. to um, The total yards were 350 to 228. <laughs> the Lions had more passing yards, 114 to 171. Wow. But they allowed 236 rushing yards. This was... This was is this was way worse than the Bengals game, <laughs> way worse than the Bengals game, and this is getting real old. I saw it coming. This is so two of three, two of the last three games now. This team did not show up. They did not fight. They just they they rolled over, and that's a big big concern for me. Williams was out. Their guy, the kind of the guy that kind of puts the what is they the grease on the wheel type type guy. Yeah, like he's the one locker that, room guy. Yeah. Everything and from energy, really. The second drive on, it looked like they had nothing and they rolled over. And I can't sit and watch a football game and be like, that guy quit, and that guy quit, and that guy quit. I don't think that's fair of me. But when other ex players, like uh, John Jansen, um, he's on 97, won the ticket, he was like, yeah, that was that was bad. People quit. That's very, very concerning. And I, I don't really we don't need to get into the this this game. It's just more about the feel. I mean, it, it it's about as low as you can get right now. Um you're heading into the bye, what is it, oh and eight now? And it's just it's yeah. it's not looking any better. DeAndre Swift only twenty seven rushing yards on twelve carries. Uh TJ Hawkinson at eighty or ten catches for eighty nine yards. The rest of the game I mean the rest of the team had what, hundred and fifty yards? It's just it was it did, was bad. Did Amon Ross St. Brown have the only other catches in the game for wide receiver? Uh for wide receiver, I believe so. <laughs> yeah. Is there is there seriously another stat that is more telling than Holy that? Smokes. Game in, game out. It's not Amon Ross St. Brown didn't even catch a ball last week and it was all about Khalif Raymond. And then Khalif Raymond was lined up against Darius Slay all game and now he's completely taken out. And every single game we have one wide receiver that does anything. Yeah. Now, and I put that on, I'm not saying that's on our wide receiver core. I'm saying that's the combination of this offense right now. Yeah. And it's and it's just not good. And when you talk about guys quitting, I don't even think Jared Goff quit. Maybe he did. <laughs> Man, I'm, maybe, maybe he's I'm the so... first one I would say that quit. Yeah. And I think the team quit because they saw how bad Jared Goff deals with pressure, and he has no ability to help his offensive line at all. And what I saw in the game was the difference between a mobile quarterback and I don't need a quarterback that can run. Yeah. It, what what I think is that JJ McCarthy could come on the Lions and be a better quarterback than Jared Goff. And I truly believe just that. Just with his legs alone. I truly believe that. I think he can throw the ball down the field more effectively than Goff. And I think in those third down situations. Don't get me start thinking about JJ no, in a Lions uniform already. It's just, way too just early. Just go ahead. I mean, we need something positive <laughs> tables, to think about. Yeah. I, in the first half, how many sacks did, did Jared Goff take when he was trying to, like, do that like reverse oh my spin gosh. out the other oh way. 
gosh. And and I'm telling you, Pene Sewell did not he, block him wrong the wrong way at all. He pushed the guy 15 <laughs> yards back, and somehow he runs right he, into that guy. People keep saying that Pene Sewell's getting uh, exposed, and I mean, yeah, he's 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 a rookie. He's he's getting exposed a little bit against really good pass rushes, but how many times can Goff make Pene Sewell look look this bad? If you push, it is hundred percent. Like you not push the like, end, Goff fifth, has a lot of these sacks are on him. If you push the end fifteen yards in the backfield, <laughs> you would think he's safe, but Jared Goff is still running in reverse. <laughs> like, what are you? He's taking four seconds to, to do a half turn. Like, good job, dude. You, you're <laughs> you looked incapable. about as, you looked about as athletic as Michigan's punter on that. You're one. like, yeah. <laughs> like you took four seconds to do a 180. Like, congratulations, you are that immobile where you cannot turn your hips a little bit. <laughs> so the lines they did activate um, Deshaun Hand and uh, Taylor Decker. So it does sound like Taylor Decker will be back this year. Otherwise, they would have kept time. him on IR and. Um, and and just called him out for the season. I think they had to activate him, otherwise he would be out for the season. Who's who's the right tackle currently? Is it N- Nelson? Nelson. I think it's Nelson. Yeah. Okay, so Nelson had a horrible game. He's been bad. Like he, he has been I, getting I worse think, and worse. I think the first two weeks it was like, hey, he's actually not that. And then all yes. of a sudden, just so bad. He is getting yeah. he's getting beat with quickness and strength. Like he's not doing anything well, mm-hmm. and and that's hurting Penny Tuil. And that's what I'm saying. When Nelson would be beat or on the outside, Jared Goff sees that. It's right in front of his face. So then he does this reverse spin yeah. 15 yards in the backfield. It's like Penny pushed his guy there, and then he's getting sacked. It's like you cannot have the combination of that. Yeah, A quarterback incapable of stepping up in the pocket and guys who get beat around the outside. I think Taylor Decker needs to get back as soon as possible, Yeah, and, it's, and it'll change a big dynamic of the team. Yeah, and I, I hope so. And look, he's I do probably too. I, don't, I don't believe I, it, but yeah. I, I He's probably not going to be 100%. It's probably not going to be uh, roses right away for Sewell on the right a side. last year Taylor Decker. or yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's just going to – yeah, it's not going to be last year Taylor Decker. It's just going to be – what this is going to allow us to do is, I think, can start focusing on a development of, of what we want to see. What we wanted to see heading into the season was a year of development, right? We wanted to see how uh, Akuda developed. We wanted to see how – um, Sewell worked at the right um, and Taylor Decker on the left and see how those guys complemented each other. We wanted to see that. We wanted to see a lot of these corners to start developing, which Warrior is actually doing a pretty decent job for how much he's alone out there. He's doing all Along right, Along with, yeah. um, not Will Hare, who, who's the, the the safety that we like? Uh, Jacobs. No, the, the the other safety. Oh, a, a, um, the, AJ? Uh, no, he's, he's not that young. He's just having a really good year. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not, it's not Harris. I'm not following you. This is gonna drive me nuts. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can move on. All right, I'm gonna move on. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> the safety. Oh, safety. Yeah. Oh, Walker. <laughs> yes, Tracy Walker. Yeah. Thank you, Tracy Walker. I think is I'm trying to think of good. another cornerback. I'm like AJ. <laughs> AJ Parker. AJ Parker. Parker's one that's he's hurt again. Right? Yeah. He, or he's hurt. He, now. he was playing. Pretty well. Yeah, like, he was. Anyway, it's just like we wanted to see development, and I think that what this is going to allow us to do is see at least a little bit of something. And it's probably again not going to be great. I, I, I'm not a big fan of moving Sewell left to right and all that stuff that's going to happen. It, it's still a big question, but it's something, I guess. Hopefully, 
Hopefully he comes back and plays. Hopefully it's after the bye, and yeah. we can start developing Sewell on the right side that we wanted to to make this offensive line elite once they're all healthy. And that's really all I can hang my hat on right now. I mean, th- we wanted this this offensive line to be top 10. We were hoping top 7-ish. Um, but if you lose your starting left tackle, Taylor Decker, you lose your Pro Bowl top 2, 3 talent in football right now, with center, Ragnow, yeah. with Frank Ragnow, and then, I mean, the, like the, those, those when you can put a guard between those two positions, they're they're gonna make that guard look really good. Well, and our guards actually well, haven't that's, looked terrible. That's a either. full side of your offensive line that you're talking about. The guards have been fine. Yeah, and then and then your right tackle moves to left tackle, and it's like you have an entire like you have weaknesses all over the now. You have mm-hmm. a new left tackle. You've got a new middle center. You got a new right tackle. They're not set up for this. They don't have the depth to deal with this. Nobody really does, and especially the Lions. Yep. So let's not pretend that you know this offensive line isn't decimated right now. The defensive line, Romeo Aquara is the best defensive lineman on this team, and he's been and he's out for the year. Uh, Julian Aquara has actually stepped up and been pretty good. He's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, Austin Bryant's been pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. I, I like what he's been bringing, but well, uh, Charles Charles Harris. Charles Harris looks great right yeah, now. Yeah, I really like him too. Yeah, and, and so those are the guys that you're trying to keep. And then we've got two rookie defensive linemen in, in the middle of the field right now with with Onwuzurikwe, yep. who's been and McNeil, playing, right. and Ali McNeil, who's been playing. So, I mean, they haven't been great, but I mean, well, Ali McNeil's been be. really solid. You don't have to be great. And that's what I mean, I guess. It's like they're not putting up incredible numbers or anything, no. but most in interior defensive linemen don't. Right, and that's the strength of our defense, by the way, because yeah. we have our. Jeffrey Okudu, who was out immediately, and then the, his yeah. backup, which is uh, Melly and Fonwu, yep. gets hurt right after him. So, like, we are so decimated everywhere. And, yeah, you could say that's for every NFL team, but we're talking about the Lions. Yeah, and we when you knew, don't have depth. We like, knew the talent level that they had coming in, yeah. and that's just – it's making it impossible for them to be good. And then Jared Goff, I will, I will backtrack on last week's statement saying that he is – not the worst quarterback in football. I was saying that he was like bottom third, kind of, like 24, yeah. 23, 24, I think I was saying. I'm going to move him down a notch. <laughs> yeah. I just will. I, he, 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 drives me, he drives me crazy. Yeah. I cannot stand he's watching that guy. He's thrown the ball away tw- back-to-back games now. He's thrown the ball out of bounds on fourth on down. On fourth down. I mean, <laughs> what? It's like it's Do like something. It's, it's like Cade throwing it away. Uh, when when he got the de- defense to jump off sides. Oh yeah, and then throwing it away like, yeah. Are you serious? Throw it into the end zone. Yeah. Toss it up. Yeah. Toss Do it up anything. and dive so nobody can touch you. Like, yeah. Get out of the way. Doesn't matter. It's a free play. Yeah. Make it free. Don't throw it away. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, there's really not much to get into. The nice thing is we don't have to watch them this weekend. Yeah. Um, we don't have to talk about them next Tuesday. I've been I've been doing some research. I I don't think it's too early to start getting into player prospects for next year's draft. You want to do draft right, mock draft one point right now? Mock draft one point <laughs> 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 we, we might have the pick to. Is in. Yeah, we might have to do that sooner rather than later. And I think that's going to be important here coming down the stretch. Is like that first overall pick could be very. Let's again very keep important. it in context. We knew they were terrible. Yeah. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. Pick time. Oh, no. This is like the worst time of 
time of the show, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, we get to explain what Betting Hero is. Oh, okay. Well, I was, I was going the opposite way. You don't want to explain Betting Hero? Well, I was going to go to the bathroom real quick. Oh, are you? <laughs> no. Oh, all right. Well, we're almost done. We're almost done. You can wait. Um, BettingHero.com. <laughs> Promo code at my bets. Nobody's really doing it, and it hurts. Nobody's doing it, but you really should be. You should, because you can get promos that are just crazy. Good you know, right what, you know what the worst part is. Like people have their betting platform that they think is like the best. They they think DraftKings is the best, or they think somebody else is the best. FanDuel, FanDuel, yeah. or, or um, what, what's the other big one? MGM. MGM. Yeah. So everybody's is really big right now. Yeah, everybody's got theirs that they want to be like they use every time. Stop. It's dumb. Stop doing that. Yeah. Mix and match, people. Come on. Like, put money in on each one of these and use the best betting odds and promo codes you have at that yeah. time. So, like, when you sign up, you get the best promo code and best, like, deal. So, you're going to get a free bet or you're going to get matching bonus, all this Which stuff. Which is free money. But then, what you can do is you can go, all right, well, I have money in all four of these accounts. Let's say FanDuel, MGM, Caesars, and FoxBet. Yeah. All right, well, then shop around. Who has the best boost odds? Who has the best? So, like, you can bet on Michigan to win and be minus 200 on one site, but then they're going to be minus 180 on the other. If you want Michigan to win, go on the minus 180. You'll get better odds. There you go. Better, you really better think, payout. If you think for one your money. team is, is guaranteed a lock <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm, I'm going to bet on this game because I believe in it, shop around. Shop around. See what the best uh, the, the deals are at that time. So yeah. Makes sense. Bettinghero.com, promo code MIBets. Do it. All right, Micah went three and four. Kyle went five and two. Ryan, you went two and five. I went four and three. Micah's leading the way, 35-26. Kyle's in second, 34-27. Ryan, you are at 30-31. and 31, And I am bringing up the rear at 28-33. and 33. John hasn't got his picks in the last couple weeks. so John's out. Yeah, I might as well just... John's done. <laughs> write him off. <laughs> just write him Cross off for the off pick. His he name. goes, I don't even know why I want to do this uh, with the picks. That's what he said originally. So Did I he say he's out of the it. podcast? No, I don't think so. He's oh, never good. told me that. So on, If he told you that, <laughs> let me know. you got to come um, back. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start Thursday night like we usually do. We got the Jets at the Colts. The Colts are a 10.5-point favorite. Kyle and Micah are both taking the Jets. Brian, what are you going to do with that one? 10.5 points. So Jets came off a really big win last week. Who did they beat last week oh, on the spot? No idea. Oh, Carolina. Bengals. Bengals, yes. Thank you. Wow, what a good recollection. I can't there. believe I pulled it. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Colts. I, I, the Colts should have won this last game. They should have beaten the Titans. They lost that game um, against the broken foot Derrick Henry. I think they're just they're just better than they're playing right now. And, and I'm going to go Colts. I think the Colts have a lot of good things going for them. Um, they've looked really good the last three weeks. Um, I'm taking them as well to win this game. I think this is about time for a bad Thursday night game. Um, so I'm taking the Colts to win by a landslide here. Uh, moving down to the Browns are at the Bengals, which who we just talked about. Um, the Bengals are a two and a half point favorite. We got a split here with Kyle and Micah. Kyle's going to take the Browns. Micah's taking the Bengals. Ryan, what are you doing here? Um, everything in me wants to take the Browns here because the defense is that good. I will go the Bengals because I think I think they're going to win. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take the Bengals too because I think the Browns are sputtering. They, their offense is not good. And did you see what happened today? No, what happened? Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad, like, came out with like an 11-minute video, talking about 
like showing clips of Baker Mayfield missing Odell Beckham Jr. wide open. Are you serious? Yeah, I haven't watched it. I've heard it's just hilarious. Um, I got to pull that one up. But oh, I'm watching that. Tonight. I think the Browns are are about to spiral out here soon. Um, but usually when I think that is when they. That's when Nick Come Chubb and, comes out yeah. and does something. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see. Is he still hurt? I don't even I, know. Well, he came back last week. Did he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't All know. right. Next, we got Green Bay at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Both Kyle and Micah are going to take Green Bay as a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Ryan, what are you doing here? The obvious choice is Green Bay here. Uh, with the way they've been playing lately, they've been playing lights out. And, and Chiefs are just, like, grasping at yeah. this point. So I, I, I really don't know how the Chiefs are favored in this game. I know it's at their stadium. If I'm going to make up ground on these other guys, though, I need to go Chiefs here. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm going to take Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, I said it last week when I could what, what we get six points for, for Rodgers, and I was like, I can get six points for Rodgers. I'm going to take that. Um, Three-point win isn't that big, and I think the Chiefs, they need it. They need it very, very bad. They do. And that's where I'm going to be like, all right, the desperate team is going to find a way to win this game. Yeah, w- win by a field goal. The Chiefs, sure. Why not? Why, why not? That, that's kind of where I'm going to go. Green Bay and, pulled something out special last week, too. Like, let's not just act like they're a dominant team at this point. They have yeah. a lot of injuries. They're, they're worse off with injuries than the Lions are right now. Yeah, that's true. All right, we got some college picks now. We got number 10. Well, all right, so I got the AP uh, uh, rankings here, not the playoff ones here. So if they're off from that, that's why. Um, but Wake Forest is at 10, and they're at UNC, who is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Ryan, do you want to go before I tell you what they do so you can so you don't have to feel like you got to switch it based on what Kyle and, and Micah picked, or do you want to know what they picked? Wake Forest at UNC favorite. I'm going Wake Forest. Are you? Yeah. So you did want to know. You want to make your pick before you. Know yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Wake Forest now. Yeah. All right, Kyle and Micah both took Wake Forest. I'm gonna uh, take UNC. I'm gonna take the better quarterback. Kind of makes me want to do that, but I don't, do you want I'll, to? No, I'm you can switch with, it if no, you want. I'm gonna stick with Wake Forest. All right, you tell me if you want at pick. UNC. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take North You're Carolina. Switch to North Carolina. Yeah, All right, that's fair. Screw Kyle and Micah. Screw that, dude. <laughs> Sick of them winning. Next, we got Penn State, who is ranked 22nd again. AP at Maryland plus 11. You want to know what they took? Yeah, go ahead. All right, Kyle took Penn State. Micah took Maryland. Ooh. Um, as much as I think Maryland has a good offense and they could score against Penn State's sputtering team in general, I'm going to take Penn State here. I think. I think they've been playing some really good competition lately, and Maryland uh, has a lot of holes. Sorry, you said Penn State, right? Penn State. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Penn State as well. I don't know why. I mean, actually, no, I'm going to switch it. I'm going to go Maryland. I'm going to go Maryland yeah. plus 11. I just don't think Penn State's that good at all. I don't, I don't they either. Showed, they showed well against Ohio State. That's where. That's I, what I'm saying. But they, they stayed in that whole game. But Ohio State might not be good, as good as we think they are. Yeah. All right. So I'm taking Maryland. Um, next, we got number 12, Auburn, at number 13, Texas A&M, who is a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I'm going to take A&M. A&M? Yep. I'm taking Auburn. And Kyle's taking Auburn and Michael's taking A&M. 
So we're split down the middle there. Love it. Next, we got our Hazen Blue pick of the week from Big Lake Brewing. The Hazen Blue is, I mean, what is it? It's a crushable New England IPA featuring citra and mosaic hops and brewed with real blueberries. It's 5.5% alcohol by volume, 20 IBUs. It's a really good, really good IPA. Really good IPA. And People so are like, going to hate me. I had, I think I had two of each. Yeah. I think I had two and Hazen I, Blue and two Sparty Party. I don't, know if I, I don't party. think I had a Sparty Party. I think I told myself I couldn't do it. I think it. you wouldn't do um, it. <laughs> but uh, Tyler, Taylor's uh, fiance, yeah. so he was like, I don't really like IPAs. He doesn't like IPAs. He says. I'm like, well, you got to have a Hazen Blue. It's the Michigan game. He cracked open and goes, this is actually really good. So there you got an IPA fan to even drink that. We so told them. That's pretty good there. Um, Indiana is at uh, number nine, Michigan. Michigan is a 19.5-point favorite uh, when we pulled these odds. Both Kyle and Mike are taking Michigan. Really? Holy yeah. cow. I, I hate to do this. They're not going to lose the game, I, I hope, but uh, uh, I'm taking Indiana in this one. That's yeah. a lot of points. So <laughs> Indiana's got a good defense. It is. Yeah, I, I, I think that's way, way too many points. But I don't want to lose ground on them by taking Indiana. So I'm going to take Michigan. Ooh, I could take it on the field in this one. I like yeah, it. Yeah, this, this could be a good one for you. That's a turning point. Next we got Sparty Party. Again, great beer from Big Lake Brewing. It is their New England IPA with Mandarina, Bavaria, and Amarillo hops. Uh, it is 7% alcohol by volume, 53 IBUs. It's got that more of the... Um, true IPA taste, I would say. It is a great, great, beer. great beer. And if you're a Michigan State fan, I highly recommend great finding flavor. these beers and drinking drinking it during during the game. Um, Michigan is at, or sorry, Michigan State is at Purdue, and it is a three point spread. Like I said, uh, Mike and Kyle are both taking MSU. What yeah. about you, Ryan? MSU. There's no way I think this is going to be uh, within three points. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, like like we kind of already talked about, kind of a disrespectful number in a lot of ways. Yep. Um, and honestly, it's like one of those weird spreads that if you think, if you're going to take Purdue plus three, just take a money line because you're going to get really good odds. Um, but I would never, I wouldn't do that. I would. This feels like easy, easy money. Yeah, Michigan State minus three, and it, I, I'd be I'd be shocked if it if the game starts at minus three. I bet you it could move to round five. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I I'd would actually be curious me. if it, if it's already moved based on um, just the the rankings coming out. That that can play a role as well. But um, quick shout out to Big Lake Brewing. We already mentioned them and their great haze and blue in the Sparty Party. Um, not highly even, recommend. Not even, yeah, not even a quick shout out. These guys are awesome. The, that was that was so good. Like they. They seriously hooked us up with both of these beers. Again, amazing beers. We're not just saying that because we like the design on the cans. Like these are awesome beers. They could not have picked two better beers for this rivalry between yeah. the two teams. And this, is, this has been a good year for them. Working out like with the great year, and we had a bunch of it in the beer in the fridge on Saturday. People just drinking their their favorite colors. They I mean, loved even, it. Even if they didn't like the beer, they're just like, yeah, I'm drinking this party party. Oh, yeah, I'm drinking. Well, they didn't, they didn't think they liked it, was, it, but they did. Yeah, it was it was really cool, and it's fun to have that, especially for, for that type of game. 
Big he like, probably won't do it next year at my house because we're 0 2 at my house. You're so sick of losing. I'm sick yeah. of losing. Um, maybe we'll, Lake. hey, if they want to host us for, for a watch party, we'll do that. Or yeah, the house. Awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to be on the phone and start scheduling that here, here now. <laughs> There's no way, the schedule comes no out. way it's going to be at my house next year. But um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all we got for our picks. It is time to grade our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to once again remind everyone of our partner, Siciliano's Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Along with their great selection of craft beer. They have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They also have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the state of my sports family and is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. So we're both drinking uh, from the Candy Harvest 21 from Arvon Brewing Company. Arvon is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, Division Franklin area. They have what a collection, food dude. trucks um, pretty much every day that they're open, I think. Uh, especially on the weekends, they have like really fun tap releases and stuff like that. And this collection that they came out with, I, and I, shoot, I should have had all that ready. Let me pull it up as after I, after I give you my grade. But so many cool beers that they had um, with this uh, Harvest release, or yeah, Candy Harvest release. Uh, it was It's awesome. So I'm drinking the Sour Punch Sour Ale. Um, the cans, obviously, it has Sour Patch Kids on it, so there's Sour Patch Kids in it. I think it's also strawberries. Um, and then the lactose, which kind of gives it that smooth um, milkshake taste, yeah. if you will. Yep. Um, and this is, I mean, perfect for, I mean. Look at the color in this. I mean, yeah, amazing. the sours that they do are, are second to none. So thick and juicy, such great flavor. People that don't like beer come to my house and they're like, "Hey, do you have any Arvon sours?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." And then <laughs> like, course. I'm like, "You got to split it though," <laughs> so I get it like half. They get half. Or my dad. So my dad and I guess technically my father-in-law. Whenever they come over, like, <laughs> like they they used to come in like bring, you know, Bill would bring his Bud Light. My dad would bring Miller Light, and they would walk in and bring their own beer type thing. And now they're just like. Peeking in the fridge. What do you got? What do you got? You yeah. got what do you got for me today? Like, Arvon? Let's go. Let's crack them open. I have a great time doing that. But um, this this is, I mean, second to none here. This is another really good sour, uh, 5% alcohol. Um, I, I 8.3, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it, very, very good. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when they're all good to like try to differentiate know, them, right? Like separate from like, each other. Well, today's strawberry tasted extra good, so yeah. I'm gonna give it a little higher. Grade, I was in you know? the mood for this color more than the other color. So. Yeah. So real quick, I'm gonna go through the their lineup that they did for this harvest, and if there's any still available, check out their website. You can order it, or they have them all on tap, or what's left of it. Um, but yeah, so they had a Monster Crunch, which is 11% alcohol, Imperial Stout with pretzels and chocolate. Mounds of Fun was an 11% Imperial Stout conditioned on coconut and cocoa nibs. Cloud Cover, uh, 8% or 7.9% New England IPA with Citra, Vic, Secret, and Columbus Hops. Juice Cannon, which was a double New England IPA with Galaxy and Citra and and Idaho 7, uh, which was 8%. They had Chronic Distortion, which Carrie was drinking. I don't know if she she gave it a grade in the comments. 
really hard time doing the, the comments um, when, when it's just us. But um, Chronic Distortation was a 9% double New England IPA with Mosaic and Simcoe. Uh, Ghost Knife is a 10% triple New England IPA with Galaxy, Brew One, and Idaho 7. Watermelon Slice, which was a seven or 5% Kettle Sour awesome. with Watermelon... Watermelon Fruit Candy and Lactose, Caramel Apple Dream, which you're drinking, and then the Sour Punch, um, which I'm drinking. So check out all of, all of those great beers. I mean, it was a great lineup, wow. great stuff that they do. So, Ryan, what, what, I already t- reminded everybody what you were drinking. But yeah, it's the uh, Caramel Apple Dream Sour Ale, uh, another 5%er, and this just tastes like those Sour Apple Candy suckers that you get at halloween right every every single year right the and, ones that stick in your teeth yeah for like yeah well, two days you, straight only if you chew it i mean you can just yeah i chew go the slow way but yeah no you're not gonna do that <laughs> um what, what i really appreciate about this beer is it's got the flavor that you're looking for with the the caramel apple sour flavor um it does not disappoint with that flavor but it also mixes it in the beer and it's it's way less thick of a like a fruit shake kind of thing it's more of yeah this is beer and there's a unique flavor to it and it's a strong flavor but it's not overpowering yeah and usually you see like caramel beers with you know the, the darker stouts or you know what i mean like they yeah, use caramel really a lot in, in the darker beers and that's a pretty light beer it's got a nice what was the percentage on that one five percent five percent so it's pretty light it's so easy to drink yeah this is awesome this is seriously insane it's yeah. it's great it's got the really good golden color to it that you would expect from the apple flavor yeah um it looks like apple cider from here. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm really impressed with this. I'm going to go with an eight five just because of how balanced it is, and it doesn't take away from the beer. It's the it's beer. It's the ale flavor that you yeah. get mixed in with this flavor, and it's exactly what Arvon does so well. And we talk about their sours and and drinks like this. I mean, they cr- they kill their their New England IPAs too, though. Yeah, like they they do so they do good. a lot of things really really well. So go check them out. Seriously, yeah, it's worth it. So Carrie did get her comment and she said, "You guys gotta try um, the Arvon Brewing Company Chronic Distortation. Um, it's it's the IPA that we talked about." And what, what did she give it? A, I don't know. She said it's so good, and she gave it an eight point seven. Whoa, that's a really good grade. We gotta try that one for an IPA. So yeah, well, I mean, not that IPAs are. Usually but if you're looking for something grades, unique, like I think Arvon does the best unique beers there is. They do. Right? I mean, yeah. if you're looking for like German style, like kind of plain nothing kind of thing, then yeah. <laughs> probably not go there. I mean, maybe because their IPAs are great. And if you're into IPAs, then you're not going to be disappointed. But mm-hmm. um, man, they have some unique flavors and it, it's fun. It's fun to go it there is. and see what they've got that's new. And we just read the list, right? They come up with new stuff all the time. Yeah. I love. Like, Arvon's one of my favorites to just, like, introduce people to. Yeah. Because most people haven't, like, heard of them unless they're really, like, into craft beer. Um, but, like, when, hey, have you ever had an Arvon IPA? No? Well, we'll take this one. Like, yeah. this is really, really yeah, good. Try or, it. Yeah. Try it and all that stuff. So, no, I, I agree. I, I love what Arvon does. And um, they hit it right on the head with this this Halloween-themed um, uh, release. Beer release. So, um, but yeah, that was episode 129. Had some good time talking some sports. Yeah, man, it's fun. Thanks Michigan, for doing Michigan's it. Really appreciate it. Thank game. you guys for watching live and listening after the fact. I uh, really appreciate it. Talk to you next week, if not sooner. You've been listening to State of My Sports. 
From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers, to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.